0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Yanagita Podcast Show, episode 62. We got a special guest today. We're at MEO Youth Services, and we got Dane, uh, we got Alyssa, and oh my God, Kaylin. Kaylin, Kaylin, Kaylin. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the show, and Dane, how did you get started in all of this? Uh, first of all, thanks for having us. I know
1: um, this isn't the first time we teamed up for them, um, we got together this summer. Thanks for Justin and his staff, um, they came and did, like, this, um, kind of like a Olympic-style, local-style Olympics with the kids, uh, we kind of just got some activities done where the kids kind of put on some healthy, um, you know, activities that they got to challenge each other, so thank you for that. That mm-hmm. was, like, what, in, um, July you guys came down? Yeah, it was two months already, <laughs> two yeah. months ago. it's yeah. two months, and then, um, I know you mentioned you wanted to do a podcast, so, yeah. um, thank you again, um. Uh, It's a special month this month, September. Mm -hmm. It's actually Suicide Prevention Month. And uh, this week is Suicide Prevention Week where um, we'll we'll talk about some of the things we have done um, on Maui um, and uh, some of what the youth have done. But uh, yeah, with MEO Youth Services, we've been um, Always working with prevention, you know, programs. And one of the prevention programs we provide is uh, suicide prevention, or or youth suicide prevention. And we go into the schools that we have a curriculum that we teach. We kind of got involved in like 2013, when um you know, the country as a whole decided like this is this is like a public health issue, suicide. And then you know, um from like. 1950s like doubled mm-hmm. the suicide rates mm-hmm. so they were really concerned about um my, my glasses are fogging up <laughs> they're really concerned about um uh you know the rates of youth you know getting pretty high because it's mm-hmm. one of the um you know and in hawaii in particular it was the they were looking at a trend that it was um, you know higher than the nation's numbers mm. So that was the, the, that was UH Manoa, and they approached us in 2012 yeah. or 13, around there. And they came to MUA, and they asked us, yeah, you guys want to do, you know, it's a statewide initiative mm. that we're going to be looking at or, or, or um, putting out this youth-led mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. prevention curriculum. Mm. So we said, yeah, and then we've been um, part of the um, experience or part of the um, – things we had to do is put on um community events so we got to put on two pretty pretty large ones this was one of them well both of them were at uhmc in the field so we had a um, we rented one of these huge tents the you know those wedding tents and we had uh, the first one was uh called the carnival yeah so carnival. The, yeah so we kind of got teamed up with the um, newly formed like uh, coalition prevent suicide coalition and um, we kind of put together a carnival where we had kind of like carnival games but then to play the games you would have to answer or know questions about prevention of suicide or where to get help so we would ask the youngsters about these games and then they would play they would win tickets and then we had a little prize booth but on top of that we had some comedians come down and then it was um some musicians and it was a whole event and food and then the next one was um an evening event we wanted to do something in the evening for the youth and we called it glow uh go lighten our world Um, Mm -hmm. and then um we were like some of the kids were talking about like you know once you find that person in need or at risk of suicide how do you get them to the right resources or help yeah sometimes you're like in a dark room trying to navigate because you're Mm -hmm. responsible to getting that person to help so it kind of felt like or we broke it down it's kind of like a maze like so we built a maze from scratch Mm -hmm. and the kids would be in different areas where they would have scripts so participants would come in with their family or youth and then they would read a scenario and then uh, if they didn't choose the right one, it would be like a dead end or, or they move on to this maze. It was actually pretty, pretty fun. And um, you know, informative, but you know, kind of like, oh, okay, now you got this person to the right help. You know, um, we had a blown in the dark dance. Uh, DJ came out, this DJ helped us out. And they, they uh, kind of danced all night. And it was, it was good. It was really, um, we had a good time on that one. We got good coverage. And it was like those two events and then they kind of, um, you know, ended there with a, um, they ended it was a three-year grant and they kinda, when they ended in 2014, they actually did a report, 2016, which like, you know, talked about what we did and um, the initiatives we put out. And it was it, I mean, but, but um, we kind of like, knew this was still an issue. So we wrote it in our, current grants mm-hmm. that we do with the county and we kept it alive and we're the only ones that i know of that kept the program going mm-hmm. the curriculum going into the um in the communities and over the years it's just been growing into like um you know they can explain it to some of our youth uh to different activities and different uh campaigns you know that we just we keep uh, you know putting it out there and and um you know looking at the data recent kind of some of the recent numbers it has been trending you know higher because maybe you know i haven't getting the numbers from covid mm. but um it's always a big issue with um youth um mm. either thinking about suicide feeling sad or hopelessness uh, making a plan and even going ahead and trying to um you know um uh, you know actually try to uh, attempt suicide yeah mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that we keep those numbers low it's trending low but it's still on the higher side where we would like it so mm. I, I'm thinking as long as we can keep getting this information out and this prevent, uh, prevention curriculums um, you know it, it hopefully will get better out mm-hmm. there you know it's not one of the things that's hindering it is the stigmatism of, um, you know, talking about suicide. You mm-hmm. know, even when I was growing up, nobody even talked about it. Even if there was a case, if somebody did die by suicide, uh, they kind of just like, oh, you know, we don't talk about that, you know, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's it's changing the different attitudes about it, you know, in the community. And I think these, definitely these... Um, these young people coming up can, um, you know, change the narrative on that stuff because they're not uncomfortable talking about it. And mm. it's better if we talk about it, if we talk about it in a positive way, because they always get like, oh, if we talk about suicide, it's gonna put, put it in the kids' minds or people's minds, that go, the suicide rates go through the roof. But actually studies have shown that, you know, you talk about it in a positive way or ways that person can get help, mm. it's not gonna, it does not affect a person's uh, you know uh, decision you know so um, yeah we just want to put positive and make sure you guys get the right resources out mm-hmm. there so you guys can uh, you know get the help that you need because mm-hmm. uh, it is a, it's, it's a tough issue to talk about I had trouble teaching it when, when they first came down when they first asked I was like I don't I kind of didn't want to be part of it but it's, it's something really tough to talk about but once I started, like, thinking about it, like, it has to be, you know, who else will do it, you know, if it's something I got to get out of my comfort zone and,
0: you know, really get out there to talk about it. No, I, I totally agree, because um, that was one of the reasons why we got this podcast out, too. Mm. Uh, was um, even before the podcast, we were talking about social media and the book, uh, mm. fighting sickness or fitness, and um, and so I'm really curious uh, these yeah, Love these two. So let's start with Alyssa. So what what made you wanna come on the podcast today? Why is um Suicide Prevention Month important to you?
2: Um, oh, I'm doing it for my senior project. Okay. But I mean it's been a part of my life for like seven years since I started MEO. Mm-hmm. And it's kinda of like a tradition we always do sign waving for Suicide Prevention Month before I never really thought it was important or anything like that but then now that I'm older and I've gone through more things it definitely seems more important
3: mm. and so yeah
0: there you go, Kaylin?
3: So,
0: Um. I uh, what's the question? oh so like what would you say you know what, what, what made it important for you to come on the show today?
3: Oh, I really think uh, spreading suicidal awareness is a very, like, important thing. Obviously, and the more ways that we could spread it would be amazing. Even if it's like the smallest thing that even maybe even two people would pay attention to would be really helpful for the community.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Because uh, when I was in high school, I was at uh, Bolden High School, uh, and. Uh, so, the reason why I got depressed and went through uh, almost jumping off the bridge at uh, White, White, uh, the Waihee Bridge by Sack and Save, uh, everybody talked about this, but the m- reason before that was at 12 years old, and we don't really talk about it here too, uh, I was assaulted at uh, 12 years old by uh, an older, older friend. And uh, so I buried that, and I buried it, and I buried it. I had to go through like therapy for this. Uh, and it's not the norm, right? Like what you guys are saying, to like talk about openly like depression, and you know, mm-hmm. these abuse things. And, uh, and so even more so, I wanna get, get it out there too. And so anything that we can do to get it out there. Because that led me to acting really awkward in high school because I, 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 I didn't know who to trust everything just changed after middle school uh, and so freshman year i'm an easy target i'm an easy target walking around all like punched over with the black hoodie back of the corner don't call on me um and so i start getting picked on so i bullied and i remember it got really bad to the point where i get shoved down the staircases um and then i would hide on the bathroom and you know, today is not about me. But uh, like, I'd hide in the bathroom, and I'd stick my legs on the chair, so hoping that nobody would see them there mm-hmm. during lunch breaks. Um, and I remember people would just like, oh, someone's in there, like throwing you know, whatever it was, paper towel and stuff over the bathroom. And, um, and the really interesting part was, you know, going through it and talking through with a professional was. If I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be who I am now, you know, because, uh, I mean, just the whole process. To me, it's a blessing because it led me down to want to work out. It led me down to martial arts. It led me down to, you know, wanting to do different things. And so I think it's super important, especially in high school, because that was... But my generation, like 10-15 f- years ago, was just a generation that MySpace and stuff was, mm-hmm. uh, like, social media was just starting to become a thing, and it was a mix of cyberbullying with like actual physical bullying, mm-hmm. um, and I can't imagine how much easier cyberbullying would be nowadays too. So, I mean, is that a, is that a thing for you guys? Is that, I mean, imagine Instagram, TikTok. Yeah, there's so much different ways because for us it was just MySpace. And Facebook just started. Yeah. Cyberbullying. You guys see a lot of cyberbullying going on? What does that look like nowadays? Yeah. So people can know, like, what does cyberbullying look like? Um.
2: Uh, it's. I got cyberbullied, like, really hard. Um, so the group that did it to me, they just, like, all of her friends and everything. They went on Instagram and they put me, Well, they put all their little friends in the group chat and they were just like pages like scrolling for like a whole year. It was just like all about me and like everything. Like they didn't like the way I talked or walked or like acted. And I didn't even know these kids. And so it was just, it was very random Mm. for them to, I didn't know, I only knew one girl that was connected to me, but I never talked to her before. So she got all of her little friends, and they just like targeted me for fun, I guess. And they just continuously talked about me, and they would never. I confronted them, and they just never, like, did anything. Like they just said they didn't know why they did it. So I don't really get it, but that's how it went for me. Mm.
0: Like, yeah,
2: this is a group of them.
0: Wow. Wow. Oh. That's that's really crazy that they're just just write stuff about you yeah um, yeah because uh, I remember when I was in college uh, the people that were bullying me we ended up hanging out together and we got together at like a mutual friends party mm-hmm. and so I remember talking to them and I was like oh Like you guys held me down and you guys like pinned me, you know, you and you, 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 and and you were the one freaking just blasting me in the guts, tell us to leave. Do you remember that? He's like, oh shit, uh, that's the past, right? We're done with that. I'm like, uh, yeah, man. (laughs) 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 All right, um, you know, uh, because at this point, at this point, I had started to do different things with it. I started working out I started doing uh, martial arts, jiu-jitsu. Um, and so I could tell that for them it was more of a sense of like control and power mm. like oh you know, we're, you know we're tough guys we're gonna, we're gonna mob this kid uh, and um, it, yeah it was just a really interesting night that we were talking about it and even nowadays uh, some of them some of them are more higher profile so they're like oh you know if I ever run for politicians you know like to become you know this that story is behind us right i'm like (laughs) we'll see my brother but that's why don't do that stuff just don't do bad things because it's gonna be with you and these people are are attorneys now and they're gonna run for office one day and you know it's just it's a i believe in karma but uh at the same time it's forgiveness too and there's so much into this so I'm really curious like the program um, what does the program look like internal in terms of like uh, communication mm-hmm. is it like talking to the kids or
1: no no um, that was a very great story thanks for sharing that um, that's kind of stuff we hear all too often um, with the youth and stuff and it, it's like we we do um, talk about bullying and cyber bullying and things like that and um, that's an issue which could lead into, um, you know, suicide. But then we can, all, we always recognize too. It could also be, you know, substance abuse and alcohol, and things like that. There's um, what the what we call like uh, risk factors, and then I can have um, Alyssa um, explain that to you guys. So there's risk factors and protective factors, and those things with those guys are doing to you were definitely risk factors you know <laughs> <laughs> and then the things that uh, the Alyssa with the um definitely risk factors but you found protective factors in working out and jujitsu and stuff like that um i'm we're always worried or wondering if um there's uh youth out there or just anybody you know uh for suicide there's no you know it expands the entire lifetime Mm -hmm. It does not discriminate on any kind of race or gender It everybody's affected by suicide. So we want to make sure, even adults, everybody, that um, our seniors, our kapunas, you know, they got protective factors. We want to raise as much protective factors in the community as we can. Mm -hmm. So youth are not just bombarded and sometimes it's just steamrolls, you Mm -hmm. know. Once one risk factor happens, oh my best my dog just died. Oh, mm-hmm. that's my best friend in the whole world. And then things start going. You know, my grades are failing. You know, I just broke up, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden these guys are bullying me. It just steamrolls until one you know they think like, okay, this is you know this is an option, and we want to take suicide away, uh, that option away from people, saying okay let me go listen to music, you know, let me go play an hour of video games, make me feel better. Mm -hmm. So if you can recognize or let the youth know what is their protective factors. Um, And uh, Alyssa, could you tell us like the definitions, you know, the protective factors and risk factors are?
2: Okay, so um, risk factors are the things that would put you at risk like bullying or like failing grades uh anything like negatively impacting your emotions um and then protective factors is the things that would like pull you out of it so like music hanging with friends doing things that you like making sure that um you can kind of like adjust your attitude like it, it puts you in a better mood so that's practically what that is
1: yeah no thank you it is totally and um When we first started, I mean, the youth services began for MEO in 1998. I was just two years old. (laughs) (laughs) But but since 1998, um, you know, we've done stuff that um, was after school programming, like more life skills, and they did like um, cultural stuff with financial. But then 2010, when they came on board, they started just getting these grants, they realized prevention is like, we really gotta like focus on prevention. So when I got hired, I was doing underage drinking prevention, Mm. and then they had a dropout prevention, and then they're doing, um, you know, tobacco slash vaping was getting like really out of hand, you know, Mm -hmm. vaping or electronic cigarettes was getting, you know, booming that. Because then we've been fighting on, or, you know, really advocating against uh, cigarette smoking. Mm. But then the vaping got really crazy. So with that and then um, the opportunity when the UH came to us to talk about um, the suicide prevention, we just kind of like, okay, let's pivot and move to more of a prevention kind of, um, you know, overall like... Um, uh, program mm-hmm. so we can go into schools and teach. You know, all my staff is like will be like trained in, in giving out this information, and then you know, with a few few like kids that really want to make an impact after school, mm-hmm. they can come and you know do the what we call like a leadership or prevention like a task force like mm-hmm. a task force where they can they're the ones going out there. These are the guys who's leading them the new kids coming mm-hmm. in. So then, um they can just be resources in the community. That's what we really hope for. Yeah. So they can be resources, like okay, if they're in school, like oh, Kylan, I know that you deal with um, you know, you talk you know, I saw you sign waving for suicide prevention. My friend is talking about you know, killing themselves. Can you help me? Oh, mm. okay. So they they can be resources not even in the school because sometimes it's harder to talk to adults, and we understand that. And you know, when we go to school, we talk to. So we, we do programs or curriculums where it's youth-led or like uh, co-led in the classroom. So we take our youth and this particular gatekeepers connect training, um, there's components where the youth will help us teach the class. Because mm-hmm. sometimes they look at the, the, us cool older guys and like, nah, we're not gonna listen to you guys. <laughs> but then, um, but then if they see another youth up there, they're saying, oh, okay. You know, if they're talking about it, they, they they have dealt with issues like that. Okay, it may be easier to approach them than seeing a teacher or counselor or parent, you know. But it's good to have those adults around that you can get the help for. And um, I just wanna just like, um, just make sure everybody sees the numbers. We just put the, National Suicide Prevention hotline number. That's national. And then, you know, there's people you can talk to. You know, they're there to talk and help you. And then Maui also has a suicide crisis hotline, and that's 1-800-753-6879. And be on the lookout, too. We'll let you know when they're gonna have an actual text line, Mm -hmm. where they can text in and then get the help they need. Because they're not youth with like, um, technology today, you know what I mean? Sometimes you just need, you know, somebody to really, they're really having a bad day and then, you know, text somebody out and these professionals can help you or or hopefully they'll be recognized, the guys that come to you know, oh, that's a resource, let's go talk to Alyssa or Kaylin, you know, mm. for like five minutes. You know, they can help. Just connect, that's all we call it. We, our group is called Maui Connection. It's just connecting uh, local kids, the connect part, shun, you know, connecting them to resources and just connecting to each other, you know, as a peer-to-peer. Mm-hmm. Cause then they don't wanna hear from the adults, they hear from their parents, they hear from, you know, teachers, you know. We try to make it their program. And then uh, Maui uh, stands for making an unforgettable impact. So Maui mm-hmm. Connection, like a uh, task force. Mm-hmm. Cause I want, I want it to be action, like GI <laughs> yeah. Jewel task force. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we're still, we're still working on it. And um, even though we get to train a small group of people, the, um, so that's a program in a nutshell for now. So, th- and our program is, we offer it with no cost to mm-hmm. the families and we, we actually provide transportation. So, you know, MEO when you guys see, they always think we're all drivers, and bus <laughs> drivers, but we do, we do drive vans. So we go, we uh, pick the kids up after school. Mm-hmm. On certain days, it's not every day, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. the staff does have to uh, teach in the classrooms. And then maybe um, during the breaks. Mm-hmm. So that's what we hooked up during summer break where, um, it's more, uh, we'll see them for the whole day. And the kids get really close and they, you know, they build like really, um, build like, almost like a family Ohana kind of like uh um, situation where everybody's like really close and they, they know each other and they can trust each other mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we like to bring in new um, partners in uh, the community. And we have done many community service things and, with you guys we hope to make it a series where you guys come in every every during certain times during the break and doing because i really believe too like you like um fitness um you know does help with sickness yeah can it can definitely be a total protective factor for even you to get in and they work out and this just makes you feel awesome like and, you know, helps deal with, it's a protection factor when it comes to mental health. You want mm-hmm. physical health and your mental health, you know, balanced. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just, um, if I, um, I know maybe later in the link, we will give our information and number to Justin, and then if there's anybody interested, uh, I know we're helping Alyssa with her senior project, but we have helped other youth from Columbia Schools to, you know, uh, Baldwin, and then we we go up to Kinkai, Kaldikei, and then the intermediate the middle schools so Maui Waina, um wow. Kalama. Mm-hmm. So we have kids from all and they had private schools too so we can only have a certain amount of group especially COVID now it's like it's like really limited but we the group that they do with the sign waving how many kids had that day yesterday? yeah mm. 16 that was pretty and then we got a good response we had people honking the horns and waving mm-hmm. and stuff like that so it was really good at least they, you know somebody's out there and we we're hoping that you know they look at the the signs and like oh i just i have such a bad like an adult, or something i always feel mm. like at least somebody you guys reached somebody yeah where it's like you know what oh let me call that hotline number we always leave it at the end mm-hmm. of the sign waving so they're kind of reading the all the cool artwork and the scenes and they're like oh maybe i should you know maybe mm-hmm. i should call mm-hmm. that's what i'd I like to think of it that way but yeah um but yeah that's our program is it's been around for 20 Gosh, yeah, twenty twenty one, yeah, it's been around no more than twenty 23, twenty three, yeah, ninety eight. Oh, no! There's nice.
0: some of the artwork. The artwork. <laughs> yeah. so. and, and speaking about it too, yeah. I was wondering um, what are some of the risk factors? Uh, so like for a parent listening, yeah, so this is my situation. So fourteen year old me, yeah, exactly. Uh, I just lost uh, a family member. Uh, I was having straight D's and F's, uh, so I had a 1.4 GPA, um, I didn't have any friends, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I wasn't really doing any sports either at the time, Right. Um, so I, I mean I'm, I'm assuming those are all risks, right, the grades and yep. yeah. So for a parent listening, what, what are some things to look out for? When you sometimes those little
1: like uh yeah sometimes you might not notice their risks you know but then no actually yeah there is warning signs warning signs yeah so you move from risk and protective factors Mm -hmm. to warning signs Mm -hmm. so can you guys can help me remember some some of the warning signs okay go ahead (laughs) oh
2: okay um Uh, giving away personal items, like Mm -hmm. something like, if this person always wore, like, this jacket that was, like, their favorite, and then all of a sudden they're giving it away,
3: and, yeah, that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Mm. Substance abuse is a huge one. Like, you could be an an amazing person, you can be totally clean, and then all of a sudden you just start drinking, vaping, smoking everything you can afford. That's horrible, like, you're trying to destroy your own body. Wow.
0: You know, uh, and I shared this on a previous podcast, but... I was on subsistence abuse too, I was abusing a bunch of stuff. Uh, Fourteen years old, the same time, that was the first time I uh, tried, I smoked weed for the first time. Um, And then in college, I really fell off, and then I almost died. It took mortality motivations to like, wake me up. But in a sense it was a blessing too, because at 19, I was told I wasn't going to see 30. Because I was drinking, I was doing not only weed, but then I did, there was like a, there's all kind of harder drugs too. And so at 19, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. And that was the moment I was like, man, I really got to get back to like working out. And that's when I went headfirst into working out in jujitsu and, and went competition and and uh, wanted to better myself. But I mean, I'm grateful for all those like bumps and rolls, but man, that was dark because... Mm multiple times I thought about, you know, wanting to end my life at that age too. Uh, so fourteen and then at nineteen. Uh little rough Because I thought, okay, I'm clear, I'm seventeen. And then I went from depression to super expression. Yeah, give me that over there and you know, and too much and and um that was another crazy thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Except yeah, I mean,
1: overdoing it yeah just yeah. like um that's some of the warning signs too it's just like but yeah you you'd be surprised like the same kind of story what you're telling like kids are going through now you know and uh don't have anybody you know uh or either the will to even pull themselves out of something like that because once it comes starts you know piling up it's just you know if you wasn't like self- aware that like, oh I need to get out of this situation it's going to head uh, down very fast and sometimes the warning signs is the way that you know parents out there are just uh teachers or just concerned you know just just the community can just watch out for it. like youth would be like self-destructive doing more like daredevil kinds of things oh let me jump off this you know uh but yeah badly you know that that um that's a super thing you see you know, the um
0: yeah the the right off the bridge yeah right, yeah, off, the yeah, right bridge. off the
1: bridge <laughs> they don't do that anymore but they yeah. like, do doing super like maybe driving their bikes mm-hmm. you know just taking jumps but like uh, trying to there's just these signs where you can see where the, the more obvious ones of course if they're like writing or drawing things like i want to kill myself or you know writing things and posting that online and then mm-hmm. drawing things but it's not always like that obvious but um isolation or just like over excessive yeah maybe Mm. like staying away from your friends not just out of your normal routine and the best way to check it is within sometimes people are having a bad day so don't just just jump on it you know if it's more than two weeks and more then be concerned like Mm. oh two weeks this person's not really hanging out with their friends or you know coming out if it's two weeks or more, a month and stuff, then maybe start like, is there, is there, you know, can I, you need somebody to talk to, you know, and notice that you haven't been, you know, happy, or just been in a bad mood, you know? Cause sometimes people just have one bad day or, you know, two, but if it's consistent, look for that. So parents, mm-hmm. it's like a two to a month, then it's like, okay, maybe I'll step in and ask. and then. And just asking for some in some situations, just asking somebody, it's like, Oh, yeah, I gotta unload all this. You know, this has been happening to me. I just broke up. Oh, I didn't know that. You know, it's just like, Oh, yeah, it just sometimes you just gotta um, have somebody to vent to. That's what we call a trusted person, your friend, or you know, a trusted adult that you can go to and vent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, get that recharge where they can, let, hey, let's get your protective factors up. You want to go surfing, jump in the ocean? Perfect. Mm-hmm. Just just jumping in, you know, you want to go for a walk, a quick walk? you want to go work out? Perfect, mm-hmm. you know. Now get somebody's enough so they, you know, increase their protective factors and uh, reduce their risk factors. Mm-hmm. I always tell the kids, and they, they're looking at me like off, but do you remember the seesaw? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't have those at the parks anymore. But they, <laughs> this this one that is super dangerous because I just launched my sister off. <laughs> 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 I mean, like, but um, you know, it's like a seesaw. You know, there's the balance way, and then you know, um, you know when you perfectly balance the same weight person, or then yeah. somebody's healthier, heavier than the other person's it's, <laughs> it's like this; it throws things off. yeah. Yeah. So it's like okay, you want to get your risk factors. Is, if that's up in the air, you want to bring that down. Bring your protective factors up. Mm-hmm. So at least your balance or the best way is have more protective factors. Your your protective factors are up. So mm-hmm. so we try to you know see it that way. Tell the kids that way, and, and some of them afterwards like you know what, I, you know, and we say too. We you know we have another staff in the room that's like if you guys you have to, if this is getting too heavy for you and you have to talk it take some time, you know, outside to think, you know, this is a serious topic, please, you know, their safety is first, or, you know, we care about, you know, make sure you're in a safe position to help somebody that's, you know, going through this situation. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you know, we, I've got like, oh, it was good that I heard this, kids, youth come up, you know, thanks for coming in, you know, I was really down and thinking about this. And, you know, hopefully we can, oh, if you need the, you know, resources, and they're getting um, better at providing resources on Maui. It's mm-hmm. sometimes, oh, it's national, they don't care, you know, it's just, a, you know, they don't know me, but really getting local resources where they can get the bright help they need mm-hmm. here yeah, by important. people they, you know, you know see in their community. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah, okay. So yeah hopefully you know that's the main you know one of the things you're trying
0: to strive for mm-hmm. yeah I And, mean, ken you look like you wanted to share something like, what, what, what was on your mind because i know you look like you wanted to share something earlier yeah. uh,
1: no
3: I was just... mm-hmm.
0: no, you know. no it's just so interesting because like what you're saying it's really i like how the importance of the having that resource on the island because the first time I went to go talk to an adult, uh, they told me. Oh, one person told me, uh, for the assault part, that you probably liked it, and the other one was that wow. uh, just suck it up, you know. And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm not gonna talk to anybody. And then, and then, even though I had all, like, there was a support system, I was terrified to talk to people after that, right? Because as a 14, 15 year old, you're like. Uh, I already tried talking to one or two people um, and at the same time I remember thinking like okay I, I didn't want to burden my parents uh, thinking that oh if I share it with them I'm gonna freak them out and so yeah that was a uh, rough uh, situation and just wanting to sleep in all day and mm-hmm. there was a phase too during that time I didn't get out of bed till like 1 p.m. every day yeah and I'd be like yeah you know I'm just gonna stay up and uh I mean sleep in all day and I would sleep 12 hours a day thinking like how come I'm so tired but the other thing was I just felt so lost you know and I think people can relate if they're going through that um you just feel so lost you just feel like there's no purpose there's no goal uh it's like why am I even here kind of feeling uh yeah, that was a rough time. I I remember looking up at the bed, laying down, looking up, thinking, huh, you know what? This bullying stuff really sucks. Failing school really sucks. I can't wait to just close my, eyes, open my eyes and be an adult. But I mean, that, that's that's not the answer either. Right. Um. But I remember, I still remember having that conversation, like just crying in bed, just thinking, like, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I even meant to do? And and it really didn't hit me until I went to the bridge, I was like, alright, I'm done. I'm done with life, I'm gonna go. And I remember like my body was so cold that day, like I just remember like walking down by Sac and save, and then uh, made, it, made my way to the bridge and then, so after that time they started building the guardrails mm-hmm. because they saw kids going up on there and people actually jumping off. Mm-hmm. So now there's a guardrail so you can't go on the the bridge anymore. But uh, 15 years ago, you could go on the bridge. And I took my right foot off, and I closed my eyes. I was like, alright, th- this is it. And then, I-, I don't know if it was like a, a messaging or something, but like, right there it flashed. Like I was like, oh, shit. Like, I just saw like, some of my family members in um, in Japan, and like, you know, I was just like, wow, okay, maybe you know, I would put a lot of pain on them. And it really just kind of like flashed. And right at that moment, I thought to myself, huh? And I promised myself this. And I told my parents, this. I and tell people this. Like I said, if I'm going to be alive, I swear I'm going to help people at 14 years old. I said, I'm mm-hmm. going to do something to help someone, mm-hmm. you know? And um, I said, that's the only reason why I'm going to live, is to help someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds crazy, but that's what I told myself at 14. And, um, it, yeah, I remember just that feeling of just right off that bridge. It was kind of windy that day, and uh, I would imagine myself in a casket, uh, and then, like, oh, you know, I wonder who would show up. My bullies would probably laugh. You know, like, like I literally thought, like, my bullies would laugh at me, and ha, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. he's, you know, like, I, I imagine all this stuff. And, uh, it took me a long time to process the feelings and to be able to share about it, and um, and to, and I think as just in general talking about feelings is difficult, but uh, I know for guys too, it's it's, it's probably you know hard too to speak about feelings. Like, Oh, you know what? We're gonna talk about feelings, right? All right, Dane, we're gonna talk about feelings today. Uh, you know, and that's that's you know, that's not normal. Um, yeah. So I. Uh, yeah, I'm thankful. You know, you guys are on, and you know, we're winding down. And so, I want to ask: uh, Was there anything that you guys want to share before we in- go into our last questions? Oh, that's, uh, then, yeah, you Well, Kaylin, yeah, I want to hear more. She's so quiet. Uh, uh, <laughs> she does.
1: She's not that shy, but yes, yeah, she she's grown over the years too. She, had been, you know, when we first got her, she was very shy, but she got the experience one of the conferences, and I want to. Um, Kind of highlight one of the, su- the 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 statewide conference that she, we got to take her up to Oahu yeah. to, and she got some of the training. Yes. So if you share some of that stuff. Yes. It Oahu. Uh,
3: it was a trip. They took five me and five other leaders, and we went to Oahu, and it was a. Uh, I think we had two days of actual training, and then one day where it was a big, huge like conference with over four hundred people in the Ala Moana Hotel. Wow. And I don't remember much from the actual conference, other than, like, <laughs> we were wearing the wrong shirt. <laughs> but <laughs> one of the activities that we did was about the Sources of Strength. And I wrote some stuff about it. The Sources of Strength is a project that is designed to harness the power of peer social networks to change unhealthy norms and culture, ultimately preventing suicide, bullying, and substance abuse. It's like protective factors, but just like a, there's a wheel they made for it, it was cute. The, I think there were six of them, where did I put them? Are, it was spirituality, generosity, healthy activities, mentors, positive friends, family support, mental health and physical health, just like you guys do, fighting sickness for fitness, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just a bunch of things you could turn to, things you're people that you can turn to if you're feeling like suicidal or just feeling depressed or sad at all.
0: The mm-hmm. things you can look for to help yourself uh, and when was that conference
3: 2019
1: oh okay before the yeah. COVID. wow yeah so she's a, wow. one of the last ones left that's still with us the other ones are in college now but um, they got to meet all people from the whole youth from different islands from the for the whole state and they got to train they kicked us out the adults <laughs> but they um you know they want to put that in their hands. Mm-hmm. You know they they got the voice and then they'll spread the words, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. It's like uh, I was jealous. They they they, they look like they had a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh they got to interact with professionals. I mean, you know, and these are like professional doctors, psychiatrists, looking wow. at them and they presented at the last day of the conference wow. at, as you know the ones that they should be. They should be listening, yeah, to the stuff that goes on in their life and, um, you know. And the sources of strength is just another way of seeing protective factors, yeah. Mm. S- Where is your sources of strength in your life, in the community? Um, all you can get it from all different places, mm-hmm. which I, you know, forgot about that. So she brought it up again. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 sources of strength.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I like that list, too, again, yeah. Like, yeah. So what I'm hearing is physical fitness. We're gonna do some burpees. Yeah, burpees <laughs> and push-ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So oh, that's that's really awesome. And winding down, like I, we always like closing off with this question. And so we'll start with Dane. So when you hear the word fighting sickness with fitness, yeah, our our book or model, what does that mean to you? Like what comes to mind? Like. um... For me, it's like, um,
1: definitely like Mortal Kombat, (laughs) you know, fitness is like, my guy, I used to use, uh, E-Honda fighting sickness, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, I just, um, I don't know why I was seeing a person because I just watched that movie, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's not fighting, you just, um, you know, with the physical fitness and stuff, and I, I'm, I used to get involved with sports when I was in high school and stuff like that, just so like yeah, school. But whatever got me out of school is what I used to take, like either music or uh, when I played basketball or baseball. But yeah, I hated the, of course the fitness part. But I you know I know that was important that I must um, maintain my fitness. You know, because it does it it I know it does um, release like you know all these great feelings when you're done after workout and you know, you're fit, you feel good, and you know, uh, definitely helps with, on the mental health side, um, with um, stuff that you're going through as a protective factor where it, like, uh, you, know, you know, even though you're getting bullied and stuff is happening to you, you know, you go work out and you know, you have a routine, um, You know, it can just help you overcome those kind of issues. So, yeah, fighting sickness, uh, fitness with sickness is um, a great model. Uh, You know, we want to incorporate that with our kids, too, because some of them, they're very physical. Very competitive, too. I didn't realize when we were (laughs) with you, someone was, like, going to get, like, was getting, like, nuts or crazy, and, you know, tug of war.
0: That's right, tug of
1: war. And I love competition. Competition is the greatest. So um yeah thank you for that because they really uh, thanks for donating the rope too because they busted use it again yeah oh <laughs> I <mean, they> <laughs> good but, um, okay uh they they love tug of war anything competitive but you know just kidding because a lot of them get stuck on technology and mm. games they're at home especially with covid so they, they get out to do anything physical mm. you know they're just at home a lot of them we noticed like gained weight too for why they were in in um you know i'm not going to mention names but then <laughs> but, um, some of giggles what's
0: happening over here I, yeah. no I, i'm guilty of that too <laughs>
1: but um yeah but uh yeah just getting the physical now we can just get back out hopefully you know safely you know mm-hmm. we, we can do it as a community you know get um get out there and get physical, you know, get some
0: more fitness involved. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Kaelin, what do you think? <laughs> fighting sickness with fitness?
3: I think it's really, it's a cool motto because it rhymes and <laughs> it's also like there's two ways you can think of it. Like, if you're a very fit person, you exercise a lot, you eat right and do all those things, you're very healthy, you can never get sick, you know? You're like immune, strongest immune system ever. And then there's also like you can fight mental sickness. Cause like if you're say you're getting like bullied and stuff, but then you're working out like you were, you can focus on the working out more than the bad stuff and then that could probably help your mental it's a protective factor. So it could help with your mental illnesses. Or you no, know, it your mental <laughs> <What is>
0: it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, mental health. Okay.
0: Oh, that was really well said, Kaylin, I mean, yeah, the the mental health side, yeah, that's uh, very true. Melissa?
2: For me, I think the actual act of working out for me, it's like, when I'm going through something, it's like, the emotions come up when I'm like, putting the stress on my body, so it feels... More validated, I guess. Mm. So, like, while you're going through the physical pain of like trying to do abs, uh, you kind of like release the emotional pain as well. And then, after you're done, like, the accomplishment feeling. And, like, you said, like, there's like the loss, like, you don't know what to do, like, kind of thing. So, then when you finish the workout, you're like, I did that. And then you're like, oh, if I can do that with just working out, then I can apply it to other places. And, like, Mm. then it kind of like, yeah, pulls me out too. So, that's how I see it. I like that.
0: Well said. Fighting sickness with fitness. You know, it's been really interesting because it, for me, it literally came out when I was working out one day and I was like, yeah, when in doubt, go work out, fight sickness. And then I was like, oh, fight sickness with fitness. It literally happened when I was working out. And like, what all of you guys are saying is with the fitness, it's scientifically proven to increase the mood because there's four major hormones there's serotonin, which is their feel good. There's dopamine, which we get from the sense of, oh, I did it, right? Like the workout, like, I just did that. So we get dopamine, and then we get endorphins from the physical activity, and then we also, but there's just so many, oxytocin is one from, like, physical touch, but we don't really have that, but from working out, we get dopamine and endorphins, and that's a natural, like, natural high that we can get just from working out. So, well said. Fighting sickness with fitness. Any last words to close and mic drop? <laughs> All right. Are you going to write another
1: book, a follow-up?
0: Yeah, absolutely. i got to write a new book, uh, maybe in the next couple of years. Yeah, 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 that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: no, that'd be, that's that's kind of like we're, we're, you know, we we're to be with the youth to, you know, the physical uh, part with the, um, you know, mental part, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, sometimes feel, you know, sometimes it's lacking and especially when, been home for COVID it's not, you know, you know, it's it it hasn't been too much fitness. <laughs> but a lot of mental, you know, you know, kinds of um risk factors maybe or just like, you know, why they isolated and they didn't get to hang out with your friends and then they go to school and see their you know, regular routine. Everything just got really crazy. So now that they're back at school I hope, you know, they can get the we we're, we're going to be available to go in the schools now, mm-hmm. and then we're talking to the teachers or that we're going to be uh, offering the curriculum again in the schools, also uh, virtually. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that if you guys want to um, follow us on Instagram. It's um, MEO underscore Youth Services, and then um, we follow each other. So yeah, I can see the stuff the kids do. Um, so they did a side wave, you know, the, uh, Wednesday, um, and then these pots, if you show Kaylin, um, turn them around. Um, the kids put them together, kind of wrote a message, uh, kind of like a message of hope on there. Mm-hmm. Each of them, they painted, um, oh, this is one. yeah, this is cool. It's, you want to read, you want to read one, Alyssa?
2: Oh, I think this one says, today I choose joy.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joy. <laughs> you want to read one? Another one, Kayla? Oh, this one says
3: "Hakuna Matata," means no worries.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna help us out on this too, because we wanted to, you know, kind of like give them away mm-hmm. uh, to some of the kapuna's and the seniors in Maui that you even work with, mm-hmm. as to say, you know, they. They've unfortunately been really isolated and, you know, kept away from the general public too. So we wanna say we do a lot of stuff with the seniors too. I, I make it a point to make the kids uh, do stuff with our seniors and interact with them because once they're gone they it's such you know, wealth of knowledge they have and experiences. You know, I want them we do gingerbread houses or different activities. The bingo bingo is one of the popular ones. So they know um, and you know you get talking, and then you're like, "Wow, I got some cool stories." It's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I want to." I wished I hung out with my grandparents when when I was younger, or my great grandparents when they were still alive. And once you once that opportunity is gone, it's like you can never get it back. Mm-hmm. So yeah, take care of our our seniors out there, and then um, our youth is well take care of everybody. But we want to give them something you know they can look at and maybe bring their spirits up, and not. Um, Because suicide affects them too, Mm -hmm. and um, um, the end of this month on the thirtieth, I'm hoping to invite you. But there is a mini Maui conference, a suicide prevention conference Mm -hmm. for everybody. Just some, not just providers or just some people like um, you know um, that that just work on you know suicide prevention or interventions that kinds of stuff but anybody in the community that has been affected by somebody who died by suicide and mm-hmm. i could say it's mostly a lot of people have known somebody or have been affected by it um, personally mm-hmm. uh, so yeah that conference is going to be on the 30th that's going to be by um, mental health america you guys can sign up um, with that uh, organization you just register it will be for free and uh we're going to be there helping it's going to be virtual mm-hmm. but the next time um hopefully it can be in person but yeah this time it's going to be virtual and they're going to just um push different narratives like um just the maui or island culture like mm-hmm. different kind of things or like the, um, different kind of groups that affect um you know has been definitely affected by so, um, suicide and stuff like that and just ways how we can just Safety. talk about it that's like another thing you know sometimes the news or people out there doesn't know how to address it like um you know so we're going to say um like safe messaging that's one of the things we teach too like how we discuss suicide is just that we make it safe for it to be you know talked about it in the public and sometimes they don't want to put stories like that in the mm-hmm. news but people should know, like, yeah, this happened and, you know, where somebody can get help if they're feeling like that. Mm -hmm. Instead of just, like, oh, we won't, you know, mention that or or just rumors of, oh, that, you know, that park or that, you know, Mm -hmm. something happened there. You know, at least we'll have an open discussion. That way is the only way to address it. These guys are the best way with the youth to um, talk about it. You know, to bring, bring the topic out in the open and not have it stigmatized as much. It's yeah many things religion culture there's all kinds of stuff but yeah um
0: i know for them they really want to affect change in the community yeah that's great affecting change you guys are doing it being here so thank you guys for coming on the podcast and oh and last thing uh for the two of you guys and also the meo youth staff too and also anybody listening to this Any teenager or high school, or if you're in college too, um, if you're watching or listening to this podcast, we want to hook you up. Uh, We want to hook you up with a free month of workouts with us. We're gonna have a trainer with you. You're gonna have a sports system. You're gonna have a community. So you're not gonna be doing it by yourself. And so all you gotta do is just let us know. Just say you watched episode sixty-two, the youth, uh, the Emmy. I don't know what we're gonna title it yet, but it's gonna be cool. Just say you watched episode sixty-two. And that you want to take advantage of the free month of training training with us. So that being said, thank you guys for coming on and see you guys in the next episode.